0: Groups of lions are known as what? A pride. Okay, well, that was That was easy. Um, um, what,
1: uh, <laughs> that was I don't harder. know
0: that. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. I don't know my, my lion facts. Um, fine. I'll do a different one. Um, what language has the most words? Most words. Let's see, this uh, is a bit trickier.
2: Okay. I'm going to say
0: Mandarin. It is English. It is English, oh. which is crazy. Mm. Um, that is crazy. Yeah, uh,
2: That's... that's i was gonna to try to think of like a good synonym for crazy that to, to show off how many words we have but
0: super I, that, Yeah,
2: that's off the chain yep uh, okay but before okay. we go uh on move on to our next thing i, <laughs> I actually wanted to do this okay i'm gonna go back We're, we did this once i'm gonna describe the frame did you do the framed today
0: i haven't done the framed
2: I, okay I i'm didn't... gonna describe it let's do and it and you're gonna try to let's do, it. do it the first picture is like um it looks like some kind of aircraft carrier or something right. and there's a crane in the background and it's like crashing down and kind of like
0: on fire uh what are, what's like the colors what would you say is the color it, so
2: palette? the the color palette looks um it's a bit muted it's cool it's a cool color tones mm-hmm. And it looks a little bit stylized, like it's it's
0: maybe like an action movie. Uh, is it dark out, or is dark it daytime? Out? Like what? What is it day? Oh, I um, thought you were
2: saying the name of
0: the film. I'm no, like, it's no.
2: dark out. <laughs> 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 the classic film, dark out. <laughs> um, it's it's like a
0: afternoon. Mm. Oh, fuck, man, I don't know. Or it's just I... like overcast. And it's just a plane crashing into nothing. It's just on fire, or you no? Know, it's not a plane. It's like a. It looks like a boat or something. Boat? It's like
2: a big flat concrete structure that's like crashing down.
0: Oh, um, weird. Oh uh, uh, fuck, I don't know. Just I'm gonna s- say Captain America: Civil
2: War. <laughs> sure, yeah. It, it was not that. Okay, but What's that's the next like one. Just the next one. There's a professor. Oh, no, he's a doctor. He has two bags
0: of uh-huh. like IV fluid and he's like he's a white guy and he's working on them and he looks like he's maybe about 40. Man I, I know I've, I never have seen whatever this movie is uh just say speed just say speed I don't know speed is not an
2: option for this game what what
0: the fuck speed is a famous film
2: um okay a little green tint as well yeah. like it really feels like it might be like a big budget movie
0: Maybe maybe do like the Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> it wasn't okay. Okay, now this should help. Okay. Oh,
2: I okay. I, I do know what this is now, and I'm going to describe it to you. Okay. Uh, it's a conversation where it's a, it's like a uh, you can't exactly see who the first person is, but it's cl- very clearly T J Miller talking oh my to God. this person. It's Deadpool. I yeah, I'm pretty confident okay. it's Deadpool. Wow. And yes, it is yes. Deadpool. Okay, that's it. That's okay, now I'll needed. show you. That's like the
0: first one. Oh, that does look kind of like the Dark Knight Rises, though. Yeah, it does. Um. <laughs> uh
2: And then there's the second one. Interesting, interesting. And then okay, the one that made it very obvious that it was Deadpool. Yep, yeah, that's that's Deadpool. All right, I know. Um, we didn't even get to see the other ones. I know. Uh, uh, the last image. <laughs> Deadpool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that right. was fun, probably, yep. for us, at least. Yeah. We're back from TIFF. Um, this is our first post-TIFF episode. Yep. Uh, I had a great time at TIFF. Yeah, it was a great, fun time. Um, I don't know if you seen the episode. I'm glad that I'm
2: rested. Uh, I did see the the episode, <laughs> our great camera footage. Did you see the framing? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> I thought so it was So you really just funny. see, like, our just our faces, yeah, like, in the corner. Popping
0: in every, every now and then. Um yeah, that was, Tiff was very fun. It was very exhausting. Jeff and I, today we're talking about we're all going to the World's Fair, and I only bring it up right now because it's like Jeff and I are both very burnt out of films, so this was mm-hmm. like the last push, and now we can kind of take a break yeah. for I don't know how long. You made long. that sound like we were like pooping. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> our last push (laughs) and now we can take a break now we can just (laughs) wipe and uh you know just (laughs) and use the bidet use the bidet um Uh, anyways i I have a recommendation yes um i recently got into dude wipes i don't know if you know about dude wipes but they i mean i think i understand the concept they're flushable wet wipes yeah um can't recommend them enough they are i mean yeah i I,
2: i've used flushable wet wipes
0: before It's they're they're nice they're nice um so yeah that's the intro (laughs) they don't they don't sponsor us by the (laughs) way no not sponsored by dude wipes (laughs) um yeah there's not a lot to i I guess we could just like hop right into the the main deal today we I, i will say
2: i'm glad that we did a film that is short Yes. After how burnout. Because I saw 14 movies in five days. You saw even more.
0: I saw 17, which I I actually didn't – I I didn't talk about the last movies I saw, and I'm not going to talk about them here. Um, I saw Decision to Leave, Banshees of Inner Inner Sheeran. I don't know how to pronounce it. And Pearl. And, Jeff, those last two films on that last day, that was my breaking point. Like, that – I was, like, done. Yeah. (laughs) Like, especially Pearl, the very last one. I was, like – I am just, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> like, I need to go home. We we know now, though, that, like, five days is our limit it's for film perfect. festivals. And you know what I learned is, like, a lot of people went home the same day. Like, a, like everyone kind of had the same idea. We were there for the time to be there. Which yeah. Which we got lucky because we didn't know what the lineup was going to be when we booked our tickets. But um, things really worked out in the grand scheme yeah. of things. Yeah, you did a great job with your planning. Thank, well, I I tried a lot of things changed like last minute um but at the end of the day we both pretty much saw everything we wanted to see yeah
2: only things i didn't see that i wanted to see were the whale yeah the fablemans and people's joker which yeah um yeah yeah, that's unfortunate it's crazy
0: that the people's joker ends up being like one of the most talked about movies, at least today. I, I mean, I don't yeah, know. No one was term. talking
2: about it that we were like in our yeah. kind of sphere of YouTube people, you know, and Twitter yep. people, you know. And I kept every time we see them like, "You guys going to see People's Joker?" <laughs> I'm like, you "I know, am," and were, I couldn't.
0: You were ahead of the curve though on the People's yeah, Joker was. discourse. Um, anyway, today. Oh, was, I
2: did actually briefly. What? Sorry, I kind of no, 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 You do. Um, you you said you weren't going to talk about the films you saw after we recorded the last podcast. Uh, and that's because you do like a video and stuff. I do do a video. I don't do that. So right, I yeah. talk about really quick the films I saw after. Yes, uh, yes. I saw Empire of Light. Please talk about it. Yeah. Dude, I, it that's... is. <laughs> it is the most aesthetically pleasing film of anything I saw there. It looks <laughs> so good. Really? Uh, it's a Roger Deakins. Right. Right. Shot yeah. film. So, it, you know, but it looks so good. Um, okay. It's in terms of the content of the film it is very weird (laughs) it's not bad it's just it's doing so many different things and tackling so many different subjects it's like um trying to pretty much tackle every relevant topic of the last like three years gotcha all at once there's like racism there's like movie theaters that are you know dying yeah uh it's just a lot um and it doesn't always succeed because it's just so jumbled it doesn't really ever fully address also mental illness um all in one <laughs> and wow. it doesn't fully um like work mm-hmm. but it works well enough and it's pretty enough to make it worth seeing yeah yeah uh yeah so that's my feelings on empire of light uh what else did i see
0: you saw empire of light and then you saw muru
2: um, muru yeah it's a new zealand film about like but I did talk about that, actually. I, I saw that before the podcast. Oh, I you remember did? Right, right. okay. Yeah, um, here, I'm just going to check Letterbox really fast. This was, uh, like, last day. Yeah, my, um, my brain is, like, broken. Yeah, it, it was an exhausting
0: Oh, the blackening. Yeah, yeah, the blackening. No, wait, I did talk. No, I, did I talk about the blackening? I did talk about the blackening. I think you did, because we talked about Tim's story. Yeah, Theater
2: of Thought. That. That's the other one. Theater of Thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the In new Werner Herzog. Which... <laughs> which uh yeah so yeah i i was trying to like he did a he was there he mm-hmm. did A. Q&A. um i left when the Q and A started um for like you know a reason i don't have to get into um but i was like a little bit late leaving uh-huh. but i couldn't leave early because he was sitting re- really close to the exit <laughs> and i would have felt so bad with like five or ten minutes left walking out in front of him yeah, so I
0: couldn't do it. I didn't do it. No, I mean he seems like a nice guy. Probably would have yeah. understood, but you know, yeah, I just didn't want to. Didn't want to hurt. But it was an interesting
2: feelings. doc. It yeah, it, it it's a it's a, it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I learned that much okay. from it. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's kind of dealing with topics where it's like this is a topic that is now existing about um, you know science finally understanding how our brains work a lot yeah. better yeah but it's a lot of it's like yeah in the future we might be able to control your brains <laughs> with science that seems like not an old yet.
0: man movie yeah uh interesting okay well uh that's great and that was your last film that was right? my last film nice well that does it for our tiff coverage for now um until next year. Until next no, until year. Carson's Tiff film Tiff video comes out. It doesn't come out yeah, yet, right? W- no, but I finished it last night, so it should come out today. How long is it? It was the recording was thirty six minutes, and then I obviously cut it, um, and it's now seventeen minutes. Um, and yes, the thumbnail is me and Finn Wolfhard because um, obviously yeah. you, you should have um, released a director's cut. Of just all the, the gaps, full, the, it's just such 36. an awkward recording. Um, so yeah, that's uh, be on the lookout for that today. Though, Am I in it? You are in it. Yeah, I I, just... I, I filmed a lot of clips, so <laughs> um, we're talking about we're all going to the World's Fair, which was a Sundance film um, from 2021. From 2021, and uh, we talk about it with. The director, writer-director, Jane Schoenbrunn. And which, editor. And editor, yeah. And we're going to get into that right whoop. now. We have Jane Schoenbrunn here, uh, director of We're All Going to the World's Fair. Um,
1: eating candy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eating candy. What flavor <laughs> candy?
1: It's cherry. Okay. Um, Ooh, it's, okay. uh, check this out. When we wrap my new movie... Um, my producers got me a like a, a mug of of sucking candies. It was like up to here. <laughs>
0: Amazing.
1: There's only like five left.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, congratulations when... on wrapping the new movie, by the way. Oh yeah. yeah. Congrats. Sorry, I
1: didn't mean I just I didn't I didn't want people to be like, what's going on in Jane's mouth? That's a sucker. <laughs> yeah. <candy." laughs>
0: um I I wanted to ask right off the bat. Um, Jeff and I just got back from TIFF, uh, where Ah, uh, the People's Joker was supposed to be screening. Um, and I know this isn't movie related, but uh, we saw your tweet this morning, kind of about the film's basically cancellation. Um, I don't want to say full cancel, but uh, did you
1: see it? Did you see the movie?
2: So, okay, here's what happened. <laughs> I, with our schedule, I specifically planned to see the the press and industry screening. Jeff, um, I'm sick
1: of these excuses. I'm always with these yeah. excuses, Jeff. <laughs> I He's know. always like this. Yeah, and this. I was
2: hyping this film up to everyone. Like, Carsten was there. I was like, "People's Joker, you yeah, gotta see, see it. it!" Yeah. And the night before the press and industry screening, which I had like all blocked out on my calendar, they moved it like five days later. And then, you know, obviously, never they, they pulled yeah. it.
1: Now it's in the vault,
2: and now yeah. I'll never see it. So the only <laughs> screening was I did not see.
0: Yeah, I
1: think I think we'll get to see it.
0: Yeah, it's just, yeah. I, I didn't know much about the film. I didn't know, just like, I, I really just thought it was a Joker kind of fan film, like the, the Shrek reanimated type of thing, but with Joker, I didn't know how much more there was to the film, which is, has been just really interesting uh, to read about.
1: I'm, and- I'm really excited to see it. I, 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 I have faith that we'll, we'll get to see The People's Joker. Um, <laughs> remember, this may be Escape from Tomorrow.
0: I've never, no. I've never seen it.
1: I'm old. I you know, <laughs> when you start when you when you start transitioning, you um start losing years. So I look I look like um uh I, I think I look what like 14, 14? 14? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm actually 71 years old. And um in right when I was like sort of starting to pay attention to indie film, there was this movie at Sundance that they didn't tell anyone about until it premiered, and it was this movie that they covertly shot at Disney World. Interesting. Remember this? And it's like they like snuck cameras into Disney World. Pretending I, to be I think I heard about that. <laughs> and basically like covertly made this movie. Um, and it was yeah. sort of this thing where there was like one screening and then they got cease and desisted. Um, and like, I, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not here to give legal advice to anyone, but um, I feel like what's the, it's like the Streisand effect. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like, um, mm-hmm. it's just a boatload of bad press for Warner brothers. And uh, yeah. Eventually some law professor will probably be like this is totally parody and fair use. And then yeah, the yeah. movie yeah. has a bigger audience as a result. I you know, this joker energy. I the joke the joker always prevails, I think.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, think so. <laughs> I mean, didn't Sean Baker for like the last shot of the Florida project kind of do that with Disney World too, where it's like they were technically on what. Disney property and they just filmed Disney. it with an iPhone and ran behind the kids? Is that what they did? I think think so, right? Yeah. A lot of shenanigans going on at Disney World. Most
1: movies are filmed at Disney World.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I mean, yeah, I've seen It's a Small World in the background of so many shots.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, the majority of films are the tax credit at Disney World is incredible. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Well, I want to obviously talk about World's Fair uh, (laughs) a little bit. Um, (laughs) Not just the People's Joker today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, no, just... I'll i answer
1: anything you want me to answer about the people's joker <laughs> I seen.
0: Um, this film means like so much to me as someone who like grew up on the, the internet and and creepy pastas and like it's I, I've seen I, I've been very critical I'm, I'm weirdly passionate about films about the internet and m- modern technology um,
1: I don't think that's weird at all Karsten I... <laughs> what you do
0: yeah, yeah. Um and I just no nothing against like a lot of current films about the internet, but I feel like they always resort to this like hyper like fast-paced like oh, losing myself in the screen uh style. And yours oh. is just so it just like gets it. <laughs> There's like something about this movie that I was like it fully nailed and like brought me back to when I was in middle school and just like sat up for like hours in these like rabbit holes in these creep and just like these terrifying creepy pastas i'm sure you've heard this a million times i'm just like it's such an accurate film about this this experience that i'm like thank you for making it and i i'm just amazed i'm, I'm i really love the film um
1: that's, that's <laughs> incredibly sweet um and i really appreciate it even though I'm 71, I also, when I was in middle school, <laughs> spent a lot of time on, uh, yeah, <laughs> on yeah, the middle, I, I was in middle school at age like 52. Uh, Absolutely. You know, yeah. Um, um, I, no, I was like a child of the internet. And I think it's that that strange thing of like, it's this, this kind of like glittery promise of interest, infinite, interesting things mm-hmm. to find and scroll through. But if you actually buy into that promise, you're gonna spend a lot of dead air like reloading pages and right, you know, right. looking at a whole lot of empty space. And the movie, yeah, was, yeah I definitely like I, one of the, when I, when I sort of committed myself to making a film about the internet and thinking about like how to make a cinematic portrayal of the internet, but also like an honest portrayal of the internet, I definitely um pretty early on was like, I don't think I'm making the like blitz, you know, the mm-hmm. like thing coming at you all at once, a million tabs and Tim mm-hmm. and Eric style kind of yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. And that that was sort of one of the founding ideas was to make sort of like a boring but beautiful film about the internet.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so not the people's joker. <laughs> Very different. It's the
1: people's people's joker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's, it's more um, for the people than the people's joker. Even. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I really appreciated the pacing of the film, where it it really reflected to me the actual feeling of being on the internet when you're growing up as a teenager, where you know it kind of is like what you're actually doing is just sitting there (laughs) and and like looking at stuff on the internet, even though your brain is like doing this whole different thing. And I don't know, I think somehow you like nailed the pacing where it actually felt like that kind of lonely-ish thing where you're just looking at stuff on the internet, trying to understand the world better as someone who's like of this age, but then you're kind of getting drawn in.
1: I also, yeah. um, didn't, I didn't um know what creepypasta was until pretty late in the game. Cause I, I sort of um stopped spending so much time in like it, those, exa- I was still spending plenty of time on the internet, but I, I like, you know, when I was. 13 in 2000 I was on like all kinds of you know I was on this sort of like proto reddits that um, yeah. would have sort of been you know the creepy the creepypasta of the world but when I sort of like wandered back into those spaces as as sort of like a tourist um, I it was really scary even as you know it's like a like a 27 28 year old or whatever It's mm-hmm. just something about like Yeah, like the cursed image culture of it all and the sort of folklore element of it. And I think one of the things that, like, one of the feelings that the film is trying to capture, which I think is a very, like, internet feeling is um, kind of what you're describing of, um, like, being so in the world of that screen and Mm -hmm. feeling like it's conjuring real horrors or something. And and then just like closing the computer and just being alone in a shitty apartment, you know? Yeah. yeah. definitely doesn't have any monsters in it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, um, which is like a strange thing that I think is pretty relatable at this point, you know? Like sort of um, plugging in and out of the matrix, which uh, yeah, we just don't, I don't know. I, I hadn't really seen it I hadn't seen that feeling that sort of um uh what 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 would be like a good word for it like freezer burn um yeah yeah
0: yeah <laughs> um I wanted to ask because like it is a very specifically then movie like it, it exists in a very specific time of the internet and that's why I think it's so impressive because I'm like the internet's constantly changing and I feel like it's very easy to come across dated um I'm like do you think This kind of film would like play out in today's internet with like, I feel like it. it, This is very much like kind of a cautionary tale about like the way young people are are, like exposed to certain things at a very young age and like kind of the pros and cons of that. I mean, do you think like there's this film would work in like this like TikTok age?
1: (laughs) I have to assume that kids are still having totally inappropriate and dark experiences yeah. on the internet. um <laughs> in 2022, they're probably different uh yeah, they're
2: probably in tiktok sized increments yeah it's just one yeah. minute scary videos <laughs> at a time
1: yeah. yeah but like you know weird power dynamics are gonna weird power dynamic you know no mm-hmm. matter the medium and uh i yeah i think that i think that hopefully it's getting at something that's like as much about the internet today as it is about the internet in 1998 and, and it was this sort of intentional desire to to make it like a little bit out of time mm-hmm. um you know i i love in um like it follows that like weird anachronistic tablet thing that they mm-hmm. read
0: on yeah
1: yeah <laughs> and i i think i was like very aware of how like i love, like hackers for instance is one of my favorite movies it's so fun to watch and be like oh my god this gay is on internet is yeah. so <laughs> 90s and, and so specific and like such a such a dream but um I guess my hope is that like I think I was like trying very consciously to pull from like early internet aesthetics and more contemporary things and kind of like also make it all a little uncanny valley-esque so
0: mm-hmm.
1: we'll see I'm, I'm really curious to see how the film ages to see what it like looks like to look back on it in 20 years and like obviously it will age in a certain way but um so many of my favorite films, like, once they're sort of um, removed from their contemporary context, sort of, like, reveal themselves. Like, uh, like, like, I feel like Paul Verhoeven, for instance, is, like, a master of this. Something like Showgirls. Yeah, like, yeah. You just, miss, you just miss how brilliant that film is if you're watching it in 1994, because it just feels like everything else going on in 1994. And yeah. yeah is definitely not as good as Showgirls, but I do think I, like, <laughs> was conscious of the contemporary space I was making with it, in, it within.
0: hmm Yeah, I mean, I was, this premiered at like 2021 Sundance. So I hate to ask this question, but like, was this film before the pandemic? Um, Okay, because I'm like, it kind of reshapes itself in the pandemic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we, we all, like we literally, we wrapped production on March 1st, 2020 which was like literally eight days before tom hanks got covid which was the start of covid as we all yeah remember. Mm-hmm. um <laughs> and hanks called it we were like oh this is uh, this is serious this, this is, is serious. <laughs> um and, and yeah no it's just a film about loneliness and isolation and computers and you know twitter and all of those things and uh I was like, oh, wow, yeah, people are going to think we made this during the pandemic, huh? (laughs) We socially distanced in terms of, like, there's two people in the movie, basically. That's
2: what I was thinking. I was like, it it feels like a film that someone made during the pandemic just because of, like, it feels like you wrote it for that. And obviously, that's not at all the case, but it's just kind of a weird coincidence.
1: I think I was just trying to, like, think with my restraint cap on, like, Mm -hmm. I... I, I, have been like around the film world for a while, like, and especially around like micro budget indie film world. And, um, I like really wanted to make something that would cost almost nothing because I thought that was like my best bet to make something yeah. cool. Um, I,
2: I was totally getting that vibe. Cause I mean, Carson and I both went to film school and, you know, we had that thing where you write something and then you were like, wait, if I make this, it's going to cost like a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> you know, where you have to it, it's so much harder to write within the that constraint of having a very small budget, and I think this is one of the best examples I've seen of something where I, I imagine the budget was very small, but but the story was like so expansive, and I think you know the internet obviously helps that because the internet's everything
1: yeah. yeah, it's sort of like the trick the trick one of the tricks that's cool in the movie is that like the the, the, the form right like make a cheap movie matches the content, which is mm. like sitting around on your fucking computer um <laughs> and uh yeah I think also like the inner world of the movie right like the this sort of glowing box that we take little detours into um opens it up in a, in a really expansive way or makes it feel bigger than um two people sitting alone in rooms so it's it's basically yeah. like um like a Chantal Ackerman film with like little YouTube videos in the middle yeah
0: yeah Um, I want to talk about or ask about something very specific, which is the opening credits for this film are like one of my favorite parts. Like I've seen it twice now and just like, especially after the second time, like there's something about the opening credits and like this very kind of dystopian, like American suburb. Was it like, I'm sorry. Was it like upstate New York or something? Like, okay. Cause yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I, I was wondering like kind of what the, I mean feel free not to answer this but like what the thought process was behind that as a opening credit sequence because I think it really matches the film
1: before Alex came on board um, to do the score I really wanted to set that opening credit sequence to um vaporwave Christmas music yes okay Um, (laughs) and so I think I was sort of conceiving it as like A christmas movie of of sorts or like that you know it's like this sort of um opening credits in like a christmas movie where you see everyone like shopping and going yeah yeah. it's just the like (laughs) post capitalist hell version of that um there's also this idea of like really making sure that we never saw human beings like we're gonna go to this sort of um yeah like shopping district downtown main you know like central avenue kind of energy with these big box stores that are kind of like the same you know it's like that's an american landscape at this point like Mm -hmm. you find that everywhere with like especially
2: mm -hmm. the kfc (laughs)
1: yeah and it's just like you you know maybe there's like a palm tree instead of an oak tree but it's like the same (laughs) the same general thing um and uh And yeah, I really wanted to sort of like capture just those spaces and not, you know, it's like that and cars and (laughs) it feels emotionally on board. And then, yeah, I think there's this like conversation in the film, right? It's like the warmest spaces in the movie tend to be the spaces in the screen. Um, And I think that like this alienation of like, where am I, is this world even real? is like definitely exacerbated by your landmarks being like the abandoned toys r us and the best buy and the yeah. Uh, kfc
0: yeah that's great did you
2: um, put the shopping carts in that pile of snow
1: no that was there <laughs> that was so good there. that's amazing I mean, that's, the best, that's the best way to make movies Is you know like i i did a lot of that on the new one too where, where you just sort of um like for, I've learned that like location scouting is a big part of um my my creative process because you like write the thing and you have an idea, and then maybe there are especially if you have budget there are some things that you try to pull off um you know that that like take it from your brain into the real world but I love just wandering around and being like oh my god look at that fucking shopping cart in a pile of <laughs> snow we have to film that
0: yeah um and if
1: you do that around the suburbs or around you know it's like you're gonna find gold right. Like, It's all out there waiting to be found.
0: (laughs) Um, I do want to obviously touch on like Alex G's contribution. Like the music is one of the best parts about this film, and like very excited for his new album. By the way, all the singles have been unbelievable. Playing
1: playing those singles on repeat. I keep texting him about how
0: good they are. Yeah, Carson and
2: I in on the pod uh, like a month ago declared runner our song of the summer. Yeah,
0: it's easily. Um, and I saw, you know, in the your latest film, you have like Phoebe Bridgers and Snail Mail and Fred Durst. And I'm just like, is there like a <laughs> like a link with like indie rock and your work that's like I mean, obviously yeah. that they, they just seem like great people, but like is there a specific reason like why indie rock links really well with what you're doing?
1: Mm, I think I like um try to make movies like my favorite musicians make music. You know, I, like, nice. really, like, I was, I, I think I, I was maybe, like, a movie nerd as a kid, and then, like, somewhere around, like, like, whenever, like, we switched from 56k to, like, DSL in, in the house, <laughs> and I download, I, like, you know, Napster or whatever. Oh, LimeWire.
2: LimeWire. Air Air
1: Bright Air. <laughs> Eyes and milk Hotel shit. Like, it was, like, no turning back from there. I, I, like, music has just always been, like, a huge, huge, like, part of how I like understand my identity and it's also like where I start creatively with films usually I'm like usually like like with the new film really trying to like think a lot about like albums like um Heaven or Las Vegas by the Cocteau Twins or like My Buddy Valentine's Mm -hmm. Loveless and like trying to make something that feels like you have to like reach like what is the sort of like filmic equivalent of like Shoegaze or Dream Pop or something yeah yeah and like starting with those textures, or and whenever I'm like creatively blocked, it's like oh, we, I always return to music first to to mm-hmm. unblock. Um, yep. And and yeah, I think I just like deeply love music and want my films to be sort of um, balms in the same way that my favorite record, you know, it's like you can put on a record whenever you're in a bad yeah. mood, you know, and uh, and and return to th- that space. And I really want my movies to have that sort of vibe.
2: Definitely. Yeah, I think. For me, Alex G has such a specific vibe where it's this like warped Americana, <laughs> and I think that fits so perfectly with this film. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. I I mean, I listened to Alex. I didn't know Alex um, while I was making the film. We I like sent him a fan letter um, basically, <laughs> and like, and it was the pandemic, and and so he came on and, and did the score, and yeah, Amazing. it was like really really a dream because I I thought a lot about. I've talked about this in interviews before, but I thought a lot about like. Um, the way he makes music and, and it does, it sounds so homemade, but also so strange and precise. And and mm-hmm. and, yeah. and the sort of like difference between homemade and cheap was something that I thought a lot about with World's Fair, of like really wanting to make something that felt like a bedroom film in the same way that like his music maybe, you know, especially his earlier stuff before he, you know, kind of went into yeah. the studio, it feels very like bedroom poppy um, mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, and, and so I was just like, he's the dream. Somebody had told me once, like a lot of musicians want to do film scores. Uh, and I was like, all right, I'll take a swing. And it was the first, first swing. I thought it was just like a fantasy ask. And, uh, and it worked out.
2: Wow. And now it's
1: best friends.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably already have the album. Yeah.
1: No, I don't. He hasn't sent it to me. I, I told you, I keep texting him about uh, about how much I love the singles, and he's like, oh, thanks. I worked so hard on them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I kind of want to ask just because it's a very, it's hard to compare this film to a lot of other movies. Like, what were some of your, I mean, you've already mentioned some movies, but, like, what were some films or, I guess, other music like that... Mm-hmm kind of drew you to where I definitely like now that you said Chantal Ackerman I like see a lot of that in the film after the did, film
1: especially as you do it you'll mm-hmm. I, forget, I, don't know, I forget which words come first I don't speak French yeah but, like, that, her, her, her like first feature which is there's this like 30 minute portion of it that's just like her alone in her bedroom you know kind of like, yeah and I remember looking at that and being like that that kind of chamber piece like loneliness thing is is really um evocative there. Um, Looked at a lot of um, Pedro Costa in a similar way, like uh, like his films tend to be very portraiture and very like isolated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the Human Surge was one that I, I I don't know if you've seen that film. It's um, it's it's I think it's like one of the, the the smartest films about the internet. Um, and it's very much like a piece of slow cinema. Um, yeah, and my film I I think like has some whiffs of slow cinema in there definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't commit fully to that genre but um like the way uh, like this sort of idea of like moving through spaces and then like that 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 sort of um fluid entering and exiting of screens yeah and I, I, I i took a lot of influence from that film on um and you know like i love david lynch i love david grunnenberg those are my two dads um <laughs> and uh you know they're all there i think there will always be a lot of both of them in everything i do
0: yeah i i saw a lot of um like, kind of Simon Lang. I've been just like watching more of his movies these days. And
1: um... I mean, maybe him and Apichapong, Pong, I think, are my two favorite contemporary filmmakers. So, definitely.
0: yeah. Did you like Moria at all? Or,
1: um... yeah, I mean, that's my favorite movie of the last however many years. It's so, <laughs> so good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um...
1: Like, on another plane of, ex- he's like, his project is so. Like he's so tapped into what he does at this point that it's just mm-hmm. like watching something supernatural.
0: Absolutely. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. It feels like it's coming from a different world entirely. <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah. Well, that's like kind of all the questions I have. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to keep you too long. I know you're super busy. Um, but I just uh want to say again that I love this film a lot. Um, it's in like I'm I it jump started like this. My own feature that I'm writing right now, kind of about an old woman who wants to get internet famous, and I'm like,
1: yes. this was
0: just a huge like light bulb of a film that I. <laughs>
1: like, and I'm so excited to see that when you make it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll keep you updated if it goes anywhere, yeah. but um, yeah, just just thank you for making it. It's great to have an, a movie about the internet that's not the same, like she would kill for views, kind of internet movie. <laughs> you
1: know, I mean, she would, she would, let's she be would. Clear. Yeah, if yeah, that's if you had the opportunity to, she would. But, um, but but the opportunity didn't present itself in this, the first one. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: um, it's uh, free too. We, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> thank you guys. I really it's nice to meet you and, and thank you for like vibing and understanding the, the gentle slow thing that I made.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean if yeah, you wanna so much for, for being on. If you want to plug anything, the usual
1: it's on HBO Max uh oh, yeah. Great spooky season viewing, kind of. You know, um, true, true, yeah, and, definitely. Uh, my new movie will hopefully be out in a year or two.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Hopefully,
1: hopefully we'll... sooner rather than later. It's yeah, uh, sure yeah, nice. and you
2: know, if you want to come back on when when that's out and <laughs> yeah, promote it, we would love yeah. to have you back. I'll,
1: yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, a couple second candies left. I'm right. Yeah,
2: ho- hopefully you you
1: have another
0: <laughs> mug of candies. Bye yeah,
1: then. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was great to
0: chat with y'all yeah thank yeah. you so much jane have, have a great a day show. oh that was great that was so fun wasn't it um that was fun That was a good time That was a great time we're back and it's time to get into questions um uh thanks jane again for being on these come from the carscast subreddit r slash carscast and it's going to start with icytooth9527 who asks, what's up, Karsten and Jeff? Are there any movies that you left unfinished? If yes, what are they and why? Um, so I yeah. did actually just not finish a film at, uh, at TIFF. <laughs> it was The Prisoner's Daughter, which I can now officially talk about because it had its premiere last night. And I want to bring up one funny thing about this. Apparently, the cast and crew was there to do a QA and a afterwards. And apparently, Brian Cox, the star of the film, said in the Q&A, he was like, halfway through this film, I was like, this is awful. What the fuck am I doing with my life? And then he was like, I was pleasantly surprised when I watched the cut here at TIFF, Um, which I am like, I think he was right the first time. It's a pretty (laughs) awful film. (laughs) Uh, Uh, It's pretty bad. Um, And I actually only didn't finish it because I had to catch Weird. Um, I would have finished it otherwise. It. it was worth it. I only have like 15 minutes left in Prisoner's Daughter, and whenever it comes out on digital, if I don't have to pay for it, I will finish it because I kind of want to know what happens. But, yeah, that's the most recent example.
2: Yeah, and I also did not finish one film at TIFF. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a documentary. Mm. Um, And, and no uh, – It was a a documentary that you know you i'm not gonna name it but you could definitely find it out it was about throat singing yep yep um and it wasn't like a very good documentary anyways it was just supposed to be this slice of life doc about this famous inuit throat singer and i just didn't think the documentary itself was particularly engaging or well made it was a lot of really long takes yeah Yeah, Um, it didn't honestly even look like there was that much effort put into it, which (laughs) uh, you know I'm saying this as someone who's being critical of the film. I I, nothing against anyone. There could have been
0: more to it. Yeah,
2: it was. Yeah, but I would have still stayed. Yeah, the reason I did not is because I had a visceral reaction to the throat singing. Yes, Um, and this is just absolutely a me thing. I'm sure many people find it like a very compelling and beautiful thing. (laughs) Um, When they did the throat singing. There was some like guttural noise that is like a part of it, and I found that very um, off-putting. In that I was getting nauseous watching the film, right when they did the throat singing, so I had to leave.
0: (laughs) I'm just picturing an article that's like mass walkouts at throat singing doc at TIFF. (laughs) (laughs) Just like,
2: well, you couldn't really be a mass walkout. There's there's only like 30 people in the theater. (laughs) Gotcha, gotcha.
0: That's Uh, hilarious.
2: Yeah, I didn't... Yeah, I I wouldn't have walked out, but I just... Actually, it was upsetting my stomach.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, that answers that. Thank you, Icy Tooth, for the great question. Um, This next one comes from Educational Bull 186 and it's, Do you guys prefer iced or hot coffee? Um, Good question. You know, this is a... Yeah, iced for the most part. I mean, it depends on the season. Like, winter... I usually always get hot coffee, but in the summer, I'll never get a... I, now, that being said, I did get a hot coffee almost pretty much every time I got coffee in TIFF uh, for some reason that... I'm not going to explain why iced coffee is a dangerous drink, but it's... <laughs> it's because you, if it's hot, you can't drink it that fast. If
2: it's exactly. Iced, you can just
0: slurp it down. You can throw that thing back and then have an awful reaction. Yeah. Um, now, I almost... Every time I paid for coffee,
2: I got iced yes. coffee. Okay. Uh, but we right. got a lot of free coffee at the
0: press, press lounge.
2: area where they had uh, free hot coffee. Yes.
0: And I brag. had, Yeah, I had two to three cups of that a day. Yeah. No, it was like a necessity at TIFF just because you have to stay awake in these movies. Yeah. And yeah,
1: yeah, there's a they lot of They had a free
0: uh, Nespresso thing for the
2: public mm-hmm. where the line was like always... Fifty people long yeah. and i'm like Haha, i can get it for free yeah anytime. i'm like i got this band thing i got the hookup
0: yep um but i had like really good i mean there was that coffee but like all the like coffee shops we went to i which it weren't that many but uh i had really yep. good coffee while i was in toronto so yeah good shout out to that city
2: um yeah they, they make it themselves they grow the beans yeah they yeah. no that,
0: they did not. That's not true. <laughs> I grow coffee. I did um fuck, what was I oh oh it's a uh, it's pumpkin spice latte season. And yeah. I got a pumpkin cream cold brew this morning at Starbucks. Ooh. Very tasty. Very tasty. I recommend it. I am one of those people that will get the pumpkin spice when I'll it's get it season, sometimes because it's pretty good. Um yeah. This uh last one comes from uh i'll do this one wait what's the date today it is 15th 19th. so this will be out on 15th. the 19th okay so i think i can say this this one is a question for carsten um and it is now that dirtbag is releasing soon <laughs> who is the director i i don't i directed it um and then who influenced your style or the story in dirtbag the most um Now, I I hesitated to answer this because uh, I have to, like, keep this under wraps. But I think by the time I put this out, it'll be public. Um, Dirtbag will be at the Chicago International Film Festival, which is my big, exciting announcement. Um, So it's going to do that sometime in October, and then it's going public. Um, And as far as who influenced the style uh, or the story in Dirtbag the most, um, it, it was a mixed bag of john lurie's show painting with john (laughs) uh (laughs) tim robinson sketches were a big influence and um there's actually this short film on the criterion uh channel that i'm actually forgetting it's like the extraordinary life of rocky or something it's like this tiny short that like it's like basically like a series of vignettes and that's kind of like the structure that i wanted to do dirtbag in it's like just different little scenarios and that's yeah so those are the big um big uh influences nice yeah and uh so congrats again on getting into that festival thank big you one. jeff it is a bit it's it i'm i still don't believe it it's happened so i'm Actually, holding out until I see it in the program because I can't really. Yeah, you don't want to get people's jokered. I know. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Dirtbag has been cease and desist. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Fertilizer comes in. (laughs) (laughs) That does it for the questions today. Uh, Next, we're going to announce next week's film, which is. Very out in the future at at this point. Um, yeah, we
2: we're not announcing it, are we?
0: We're not announcing it. I don't think we we know what the film is going to be yet. Yeah. Um. So let's hold off on that, and we'll keep you updated on the Twitter. Next, we like to and read check a review
2: Carsten's, uh, which by now his uh, his video on TIFF. That's going to be yes,
0: yes. Check that out. A Good time. I'm going to watch it. It's very long. I'm sorry if it's kind of boring, Jeff. I mostly yeah. Dude, talk about I, the movies.
2: But... I didn't realize that um like three of your four most popular videos are spongebob
0: yep and then your and other
2: one is the Coraline one
0: yeah the bug so this, theory. this is why i stopped
2: because i you don't want to be a spongebob youtuber
0: you don't want to be the spongebob guy that's it's like the it is a slippery is slope
2: how much integrity you have because you could have been you probably could have grown your channel to like five million subscribers by now gotten yep. deals you could have probably been the new voice of spongebob <laughs> Can you try to do a SpongeBob voice?
0: No, but, but I but I can <laughs> you, do a you Mr. Krabs. Like you were gonna do it. I, I, like, I thought about it. I no. thought about it. <laughs> uh, Mr. Krabs, though, <clears throat> SpongeBob, me boy, that's pretty good. Thank you, thank you. I can do a pretty good Mr. Krabs. I yeah. like money. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Uh, we're going to read a review. Um, this one comes from Lane Del Rey uh, from the United States of America. Subject line, we love the boys. Five stars. And it reads, one of my favorite pods. Always excited to hear the new, hear new Epis. And uh, did I already read this one? You did because you also I, yep. said last Epis last time. of it yep, Epis. It's, it's Epis. I did read this one. Um. Yeah, I, I'm looking now and, and I think we haven't read this one one um wait 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 wait, no yeah I have read this one (laughs) guys we need more reviews (laughs) we 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 are lacking in reviews you guys keep listening to the episodes but no one reads the reviews or leaves them um so anyway thanks for the thanks again lane del rey for that review um and lastly we want to thank the patrons over at patreon.com slash carscast uh which is the place to go if you want more Cars Cast content. If you just can't get enough of us, yeah. Um, you can also—it's just like a good place to uh, to support us. Um, you make the pod better, and yeah.
2: we buy um, you know new equipment. Um, yeah, I think I'm probably going to invest in a cloud lifter at some point. You have one, and I think your mic—I mean, when you use your Sure mic, you know, when you have that.
0: yeah—I'm not using it right now for some reason. I don't know why I didn't, but yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, when, I think it sounds like a little crispy yeah. in a good way, not like a bad way. In a way. good Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you can get, you know, you're making the podcast better, but you also get exclusive access to bonus content, like Q&As, shout outs at the end of every episode, uh, bonus episodes twice a month, uh, which I still have to actually upload the second August episode. <laughs> it's been sitting on yeah. my laptop. And but we're and then
2: Yeah, and we're going to do two more for this month. We're going to be two, doing two more. We did not do a TIFF because we were exhausted. It was tough
0: yeah but yeah, Tiff uh was tough t- it's like you just t- have the eye and you just draw a little extra little loop yep the toronto underground Look. film festival did t- tough yeah uh anyway and shout outs at the end of every episode which we're about to do right now thank you Hashtag Jeffrey Borslow for Space Jam 4, Alex Thomas, Anton Contreras, Belly, Big Beard Pirate, Boinks, Camilla, Coop, David Borslow, David Sir, Eden, Finn Richardson, Goodnight Tail, Jacob Meyer, the Jared Armstrong, John Van Hout, Joshua Hughes, Katie T. Kelly, J Smith. Let's change the Google search results for PTA. Levin, thank you for talking about therapy. Liv Rob Lewis AO or Louie A.O. Lukewarm, Maddie Robertson, Martin Def, Mary Lee Borslow, Meridian, Michael Rennie. Monroe Page, Noah Wooten, Owen Felton, Queen of Staten Island, Raccoonie, Riley Ost, Ryan M, St- Sean Kenny, rehearsed his Patreon display name Stella Perry, Super Kayla Fragilistic Expialidocious, Smitty, Robert Jagerman, Jensen, Taylor Smiley, Face the Raccoon from Airborne Seventh Inning Fetch, Vegard Strom, Wes Kinley, Wiley Todd, Yusuf A, and Zoe Hernandez McDonald. McDonald. Uh, real <sighs> quick, the first one in that list hashtag
2: Jeffrey Boris for Space Jam Four. There's only been two Space Jams. Yes. So are they? <laughs> They're like they're they in, want a they want a third Space Jam that I'm not a part of. They don't want after you in that. that one, no. Yeah, they they want me yep. in the one after that. Yeah, they
0: want the fourth one. Yeah. Okay, just to be <laughs> clear, clear things
2: up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like I think Kevin Durant should be in the third one, but yeah, he, keep he Jeff off one. that one. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um. Well, thanks guys. Thanks Jane for again for again for being on the podcast and yep. Jeff. Anything and thank, thank you Karsten. Any
2: last for being words? On the Um, catch you on the flip side, Karsten Runquest. Catch you on the flip side, Jeffrey Borslow.
1: Flip side.